Good evening and welcome to another edition of Rev. My name is Lori Enright and we are so excited that you've joined us for the next 30 minutes. At any time, if you have any questions you'd like for us to answer, send us a quick email to rev, R-E-V, at eaglecountryonline.com. Special thanks to Mark Kreimer and our friends at Kreimer's Beer House for making the show possible. Visit the Beer House for lunch or dinner seven days a week on State Route 128 in Cleves. Hey, David Vaughn here. Welcome to another edition of Rev Radio. Lori and I are here every Sunday night just kind of chatting and talking about the things that matter, about relationships and not religion. And it's Sunday night, October 27th, Halloween, just around the corner. It's my favorite, yet least favorite, you know, like holiday of the year. Why? You know, it's my favorite because I like candy, but mm-hmm. I hate it because I love candy. Okay. Uh you know, traditionally, ministers probably didn't celebrate Halloween a lot. A little ghoulish, a little dark. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, I think that Christians can get, uh, throw the baby out with the bathwater. So we're really leaning into Halloween as a church. Uh, we're encouraging our people to get to know their neighbors and uh, get to reach out to them. And mm-hmm. so I think we're trying to redeem uh, and, and help uh, every holiday, no matter what it is, come back to what Jesus is and come back to what uh, what we can do with it and leverage the uh, opportunities that exist uh, to reach out. So we do that at Christmas because really Christmas, you can get caught up in Santa, but it's really about Jesus. And so everything in our world is about Jesus. And so uh, I hope that you will enjoy Halloween. And I, uh, uh, I thought since it is Halloween and we're talking a little bit about the dark side of uh, spiritual warfare and spirituality. I want to talk a little bit tonight in a minute about truth, about pseudo-religion, about cults. In fact, I might even call this show the kingdom of the cults because not everybody that says they speak for God speaks for God. So we just finished up a series on the book of Jude, little tiny book, 25 verses, uh, and we called it High Stakes because Mm -hmm. the stakes are high to get it right. And so we've been talking in this series about fake Christians, fake churches, and I recently talked about fake leaders uh, because falsehood can easily worm its way into a person, a church, a church leader, and destroy it. And Lori, you've probably, in your experience, I know I have, and I am like one of them, seen fake people and fake leaders, and that's like toxic so cancerous in church world. In and in and out of the church. Mm. You know, but I can say I've had many moments in my life where one someone would probably say, Well, Lori's fake. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, mm-hmm. I you know, I try as I get older, as I'm growing in my faith and as a you know, thirty four year old adult feel like I know more of who I am. I hope that now people don't say that as much. But I bet yeah. everyone's had a moment in their life or sure. someone who you know, would say or think that you're fake. Sure, you feel a little uh, plastic, a little uh, non-transparent. I'm not talking about like fake it till you make it. I, that's what I'm talking about. I'm just talking about being off, living an authentic mm-hmm. life. And and when you're when you're a preacher and you're on the stage, people listen to you, and leaders impact people. So a false leader, a bad leader, a false teacher, a bad leader is going to affect you whether you realize it or not. So think about that's true in every sector of this world. You get a bad king in the Bible, even today in some Mm -hmm. parts of the world. The kingdom is in trouble. 
uh, you get a bad person in some political office, you're in trouble. And I'm not trying to stir up all the political debate or go on a rant, but you get the wrong people in the wrong position mm -hmm. from the White House to your house to the, 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 the schoolhouse to any kind of house, you're going to be in trouble. And the same thing is true in the church house, though. So uh, the standards for being a Christian leader are pretty high. And so it should be hard. Not just anybody can do it because God wants the church to be healthy and be full of truth and not perf not perfect because, man, nobody's perfect. But we got to be healthy in our teaching, our doctrine. There is no space or room from God's perspective for spiritual posers and I actually think that's what turns a lot of people off about the church. Some of you listen in Eagle Country, you've been burnt by a fake leader, an inauthentic leader. And unfortunately, the church can become hypocritical mm -hmm. uh, because of that. So I, if a hypocrite is defined as what you know or say you want to be and then you're not doing it, I'm pretty much a hypocrite, you know. I think Lori is too, although she's pretty good. But anyway, I, you know, everybody has a hypocritical side to them. Everybody has a little uh, inauthenticity to them. Uh, so anyway, that I thought I would talk a little bit about that tonight because it kind of just jumps out of Jude and the things that we've been talking about in this series. And if you want to jump into a church that's not uh, perfect but authentic, Whitewater Crossing is going to be the church for you. Thursday night, 6.30, Sunday morning, 9.30, 11.15, love to have you come. We're getting ready to move into a brand new series on spiritual growth that we're calling Recreate Yourself. Um, and, you know, anytime something's healthy, it, it multiplies, it recreates itself. Nature does that all the time. So uh, we're going to talk about what is spiritual movement, what is spiritual growth, look like in a person's life. Sometimes when you come to church, you don't know where to start. And I, you know, I've never met anybody that said to me, David, uh, uh, I don't want to grow spiritually. Now, th they may say that by their actions, mm -hmm. but most people want to grow. So then I'll say, well, if you want to grow, what's your spiritual growth plan? And most people don't have a plan. Honestly, they don't know where to start. You know, when they look at the Bible, it's like, I don't know where to start the beginning, the middle, the end. There's so many things I don't understand about the Bible. So we're going to really walk step by step through the growth process of what it looks like to start as a, a baby Christian, move to a, an infant, and then a, a child, and then an adult. Uh, and what, is the, what does that look like at each stage? So people can define where they're at and what's the next step they need to take. Well, I was just going to say, I went, before we start the series and I get to figure it out, where would you guess that I am then? Yeah, man, that's good. Well, you are not a baby Christian anymore, I can tell, from your actions, from your words, you know. So after we finish the series, you can evaluate. Here's how we know. It, it, look at it like adults. Look like it like, it, like uh, adult world. So adults are able to feed themselves. Okay. They're not dependent on somebody else to feed them. You're like into the Word. You're well, reading. I you're was, feeding yeah. yourself. I was thinking I'm probably in my terrible twos. 
<laughs> that may be. There may, you know, that may be. Coming out of the toddler Coming phase. Coming out of the toddler phase. But hey, I didn't, I didn't get into this. You know, I didn't become a Christian until, you know, my mid to late 20s. So yeah. I get a somewhat yeah, of a you, reprieve. You do. There's not many temper tantrums I've seen you throw in that twos. You know? Well, that's you. Somebody said, I love kids. I, you know, I just wouldn't have the same ones again. You know, I don't know. But anyway, yeah, can you feed yourself? Can you dress yourself? Can you make your own decisions? Uh, about your money and your time. That's a sign of adulthood. That's mm-hmm. also true in the church world. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that spiritual growth uh, is really dictated by your ability to discipline yourself so others don't have to discipline you. Mm-hmm. That's how you know you're getting older. In a biological way, a true sign of adulthood, and I'm not trying to give you too much sensitive information here, it's when you can procreate. You're kind of an adult when you can have more kids. Mm-hmm. And the same thing is true spiritually. We know there are spiritual, you've reached spiritual adulthood. When you are reproducing or multiplying another believer beyond you. So you're feeding them now. You're encouraging them. You're applauding them. You're getting them accountability. And so some of us have lots of spiritual children, spiritual grandchildren now, great-grandchildren, mm-hmm. if we've been serving God enough. So a lot of you listen to Eagle Country. If you want to know how to grow spiritually, this is a series for you. So, man, come visit us at Whitewater Crossing. Fall's here. The year's almost over. Some of y'all have promised. The decade's almost over. You know, I Boy, saw a that, meme yesterday. I didn't think about yeah, that. Yeah, and they said there's two and a half months left in this decade. If you're going to so, do it, I'm do it. I'm so writing that down. <laughs> You know, some of y'all promised for a decade you would come (laughs) and visit Whitewater Crossing. You haven't been yet. And it's like, I don't know, 13 weeks to to Christmas or end of the year or something like that. Your new Uh, life starts right now. I'm writing this down. The decade is almost over. I saw that and I almost, I was floored. I'm like, how have I not thought about that yet? That I mean, is pretty yeah. good. That is pretty good. So I'm, uh, come and recreate yourself. That's what we're saying in a positive way. And uh, I've seen uh, one guy that sponsors this show, Mark Crimer, grow spiritually in his own walk with the Lord. It's not just the way he walks. It's the way he talks. It's the way he leads. So shout out again to Mark and all those who are uh, working for him down there. We're down there a lot. Just had a staff planning meeting down there. They were so hospitable. So visit Mark and uh, Mark has been part of Mark's spiritual maturity is learning how to give, how to serve, how to lead. And man, that's a good signal for, for all of us. And uh, I just encourage you to lean fully into what God has for you as you finish out the decade. And as you look for next year, 2020. So you know we're going to be talking a lot about 2020 vision mm-hmm. at Whitewater. Mm-hmm. A lot of others will seize on that. Have you? Can you see your life right? Can you see the church right? Uh, and I'm taking, by the way, Lori, you may check this oh, out too. I'm taking a trip to the, the Holy Land. I'm not talking about Kentucky or Indiana now. Holy Land, next Thought July. we were in it, Dearborn County. Well, we, yeah, you know, it might be. <laughs> But uh, I'm going over next July. It's going to be awesome. Any of you listening to Eagle Country would like to go to the Holy Land. If you'll email me uh, at the church or through the radio station, uh, we'll get you the details on it. It costs a little bit of money, but it's an investment in your spiritual growth. That's the way I look at it. It's a pilgrimage. And so we're going to take a group to Whitewater. We have room for about 40, 45 folks. Uh, First come, first serve. I think it's going to be great. i got a guide over there. It's safe. Uh, I've been before. In fact, there's, 
I felt more safe walking around the Holy Land mm -hmm. than I did walking around my own land in some areas of town. Uh, but you can go as a single person. You can go with a couple. Uh, it, we, it's just so cool to see the places that Jesus sees. So when I get back, we'll probably have a show about some places that I have seen. Because you read about this stuff in the Bible, and in your mind, you picture it one way. And then when you get over there to the Holy Land, you're like, wow. Wow, that's not what I thought. So we'll visit all the major sites, all the major things that happen over there. Uh, there's even a, um, a add-on to Egypt if you want to go. I mean, when you're over there, you might as well visit some places. But we're we're just trying to do everything we can to help people find hope in Jesus and, and a home in His church. And so, if that interests you, we would love to have you uh, go over there with us. I'm trying to get Crimer to go. We'll see how how he does. Uh, but the tr Jesus, when he was walking in the Holy Land and teaching, he was a passionate person about truth. Uh, and he he was like, the truth is important. Jesus, when he was alive, uh, warned us about false prophets uh, and people that he called them wolves in sheep's clothing. Uh, and, you know, because he knew the church had this propensity for bad leaders to be in position and for uh, nothing to happen, and then his wonderful sheep would be led astray. So I uh, have done some teaching on this from time to time. You can't see it because we're through radio, but I got this massive book. Look at that, Lori. I expect you to read this whole oh thing. Oh, my goodness. It's a, a book by Walter Martin called The Kingdom of the Cults. It's only 2,000 pages. Let me see what it is. It's like some good winter reading for you guys. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a, it looks like about 700 pages. Anyway, it lists every major cult in the world and w the aspects of it, why it's, what par some parts of it are true. And that's the really uh, disturbing, insidious thing about false teaching or cults is they have just enough of the truth to sound plausible, mm -hmm. but just enough error to get you off. But it has what's right about the cult, what's definitely wrong about the cult, how to recognize uh, if you're in a cult. I know this is an odd subject, but uh, there are people who are caught up every day in the tri-state area, in Eagle Country, in false religion. Now, I'm not talking about a denomination. I'm not talking now about Catholic or Protestant or Methodist or Baptist or Lutheran, you know, or Nazarene or Tangerine or what, you know, whatever denomination you got. I'm talking about things like Mormonism. Is that, is that a cult? Uh, Unitarian, Universalism, Buddhism, Christian science, some of Islam, Jehovah's Witnesses, lots of New Age cults. I'm talking about Wiccan religion. I mean, I, I, I just named, rattled off a whole bunch. Maybe we'll get some emails now. Uh, they say, well, David, are all those right? Well, there's a little truth in them, but all roads don't lead to heaven. All roads don't go the same place. Jesus said when he was walking in the Holy Land, I am the way, the truth, the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. Not I'm one way of many. I am the way. So you have to take all that a church, a so-called church says, and then compare it to the authority of the Bible. And so his kingdom 
is going to trump any other kingdom. So uh, we just finished this thing on Jude, and that's exactly what Jude was talking about and what a lot of the Bible was written uh, to to help people understand the difference between truth and falsehood. And I love this little scripture from 2 Timothy 3. I didn't get time to unpack it in our Jude series, uh, but I thought it was great. And listen to this here in Eagle Country. Uh, Paul wrote, Paul was a great apostle. He wrote to a young pastor named Timothy, and he said this, but mark this, write it down, there will be terrible times in the last days. When are the last days? Now. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, we are living in the last days now. And here's the signs you're living in the last days. People will see if this does not describe everything you see in TV and everything you see around you in Eagle Country. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive. You've seen those things already? Yeah. Disobedient to their parents. All the kids listen and don't like it now. Disobedient to their parents. Ungrateful, we meet a lot of ungrateful. I mean, we're coming up to Thanksgiving. I mean, think about the gratitude that we should show all year. Ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous. Is there anybody sland slandering people right now? Uh, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of the good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God having a form of godliness, but denying its power. Oh my goodness. How many people do you know in our tri-state area, Ohio, Kentucky, Indiana, who have a form of godliness, but it doesn't change its life. They deny that it's the power. They're just going through that routine. Mm -hmm. Have nothing, it says, to do with such people. They are the kind who worm their way into homes and gain control over gullible people, men and women, who are loaded down with sin and are swayed by all kinds of evil desires. These people, these false teachers now, are learning but never able to come to a knowledge of the truth. In fact, they oppose the truth. They are men of depraved minds who, as far as the faith is concerned, are rejected, but they will not go very far because, as in the case of those men, their folly will be clear to everyone. And then he goes on to tell Timothy all the things that he should be teaching, and all of them revolve around the Bible. He says, keep coming back to the, the truth of the scripture. Compare every church, every preacher, every person, every cultural thing. The, anything you see online, anything you see on TV, anything you read, compare it to the Holy Scriptures, he says, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. And he says all scripture, everything in the Bible here, is God-breathed, which means it's inspired. God spoke through prophets and teachers and apostles and leaders to us and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. So that's how you know that, that we are living in the last days. I mean, that is a strong list. Mm -hmm. I, mean, I could do a whole sermon series on those 15 things, and you would say, David, that's like, I thought he was describing America. You know, <laughs> I, thought, I thought he was describing Cincinnati, and he didn't even know uh, that back then. Yeah, so we're in the last days. So I think Paul thought he was living in the last days too. So what, uh, you know, it's so important what the church does to be uh, people of truth and to be people who, 
remember the truth, who live out the truth. And so uh, just because you're in a church does not necessarily mean that you're in a place of truth. So I found most churches when they get kind of liberal, and you may know this, there's legalistic churches which have too many rules. Mm -hmm. Then you have liberal churches which have no rules. Mm -hmm. And you can kind of tell when a church is progressively getting liberal uh, because they have a lowered view of the Bible, their feelings are emphasized over facts, uh, essential Christian doctrines are open for like reinterpretation. Uh, historic terms of, that are found in the Bible are redefined. I talk about that a little bit in our messages. But the heart of the gospel shifts from uh, proclaiming Jesus Christ to more of a social justice issue. And so if any of these signs, uh, which are really danger signs, are appearing in the place that you are going to church right now in Eagle Country, man, you might want to find another place to go to church. Well, and because I, you know, this is my church home and yeah. it's the only church home I've had, I see us talking about topics that could easily and probably do and have, I'm, as you get the emails, offend people. And you know that the message that you put out might offend people, but we're still doing it anyways because it's what needs to be said. So you yeah. take that gamble. Well, that's so true, I don't see many examples of... Um, you know, fake, fake leaders, fake churches. But again, this is my church home, so I wouldn't even yeah. be able to give example. I wouldn't be able to say anything specific that I've experienced. So you yeah. lean into that much better than I do. Well, I keep an eye on things because I want to be a good shepherd of the good mm -hmm. shepherd. And uh, I will not always be the preacher here. I, I don't want it to happen anytime soon. Some of our members may say, yeah, sooner is you know, the better, the sooner the better. But someday I won't be a preacher. So I keep coaching our staff and our congregation to on things about what an authentic pastor really is. Mm -hmm. And uh, an authentic pastor loves people. They put others before self. They don't do it just for the money. I mean, I get paid, and but I'm not like a TV preacher. I'm not making millions and millions of dollars. So I'm not in it for the money. Uh, I'm not a mercenary. I didn't take the vow of poverty. But if all, if all a preacher talks about is money, you, we got problems. Uh, if he starts to kind of give his opinion and elevate it above the Bible, we're in trouble. Mm -hmm. um, if uh, if people if a if a, a preacher or pastor abuses people, man, that's not a cool thing. So I've tried to just start to cast vision for our church staying not perfect because we'll never be perfect, but from a leadership teaching perspective, to be doctrinally accurate, follow the Bible, our, our, we have to submit to its authority, and the people should listen. There's a, a really cool scripture in the New Testament that said when Paul started preaching, there's this place in Berea, Berea he preached to, and it says the Bereans were more noble than any of the other cities because they searched the scriptures daily to see if what Paul was saying was true. Mm -hmm. And so informed congregants need to screen and listen to what that person is teaching and square it with the Bible. Don't just take my word for it. Look and see what God says. And there's always room for opinion on, mm -hmm. and doctrinal differences. I get that sometimes. But you'll know pretty quickly whether someone is a false teacher or not. And it usually revolves around the Bible being the word of God and Jesus being the only son of God. And if they start to deviate from those two, 
some red flags and alarms should go off. Mm -hmm. And that's where cult leaders begin to go. They manipulate people. They're usually really good talkers. Like David Koresh? Uh, absolutely. He would be a false prophet. He would be insane, mm -hmm. but also a genius. Uh, I gave the illustration in a sermon a while back on Jim Jones. That's the illustration I gave, that Jim Jones, if you want to go and look that up, some of us are uh, older and remember that happening over in Africa where he led th you know, a hundred almost a thousand people to take their life through cyanide poisoning. And he was a Christian church ordained preacher. So anybody can go astray. Sometimes it's a mental issue, mm -hmm. but often it's a, they deceive themselves so they can deceive others. And so there are multiple examples throughout history of those false prophets appearing and uh, leading people astray. And that's, uh, that's never, never a, a good thing. So anyway, I, I hope that uh, maybe this has been helpful for you uh, to kind of know what kind of church you're in and whether it's a place of truth and whether it's not. And, uh, you know, on this uh, soon-to-be Halloween weekend, there we do believe that there are people at work in sectors of this world and in the unseen that uh, try to manipulate and deceive you. I believe there is demonic activity. It's no joke. It's not Halloween-ish. It's, it's scary. I think there is a real devil, and I think he's really after real people. And all the problems of the world have to be coming from somebody. And mm -hmm. I know who that somebody is besides me and fallen <laughs> man. It's the devil. And so uh, he's the one that's the culprit behind all, all things evil. And so the more we can expose him, the easier it is. I had a friend who uh, worked in a bank, who works in a bank. And I asked him one day, I said, how do you know if somebody's trying to pass off a counterfeit bill to you? Because, you know, I, I, you look at those dollar bills and, yeah. you know, hundreds or whatever. And he said some interesting thing. He said, well... He said, people don't try to copy the small bills. They try to copy the bigger bills. So we're more attuned to that. Uh, he said, but I said, well, there's so many things you have to look for. He said, not really. He said, in our training, he said, what we were trained to do is to study the authentic $100 bill. This is what it looks like. And then when we knew the original so well, we could identify the counterfeit or the fake one because we knew the original. And I thought, ooh, that's a powerful lesson. So you could read the kingdom of the cults and study all the cults, but your best approach and your best defense is to study the real deal of Jesus in the church and doctrine. And then when the false comes along, you're able to recognize the counterfeit because you know the truth. Mm -hmm. And so our job is just to preach truth every day to the best of our ability, and that's what we plan to do. So anyway, I, uh, I really hope you've enjoyed this edition. A little bit different uh, things that we talk about each week. If you want to hear us talk about something else besides what we talk about, uh, we'd be glad to do that. Uh, and this is just a great, you only got a couple months left in the season and, uh, and in the decade, as Lori said. In the decade, and uh, we hope that you turned your clocks back. That was this weekend. Yeah, right? okay. Well, is it, I, I, 
Uh, Wait, no, no, that's next no. weekend. Sorry, I'm way confused right Man, now. You, no it wonder. never happens in November. <laughs> or yeah, it never happens yeah. in November. No wonder you were I, you were like late for church, or maybe you've been early. No wonder you were early for okay, church. That's next week. Because we fall back. That's right. Which I love, by the way. I'm so confused fall. about the time right now. <laughs> I know it. I love fallback yeah. time change. I don't like the spring forward because everybody's late, you know. But, uh, man, the fallback, you got like an extra hour, and that's coming up here pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Pretty soon. Yeah, don't listen to Lori. Don't listen to Lori. She's been on the wrong time for, for a long time. But anyway, we, we love coming to you each week and talking about things that matter to us. Please visit the website, whitewatercrossing.org, the Plan Your Visit page. You can listen to all the messages from me. We, last weekend, we shared uh, an excerpt from John's uh, message, which was Dynamite. Um, and, uh, so you can get on, listen to any message, uh, kind of get a feel for what the church is, listen to the music, uh, and really check out this new series we're doing called recreate yourself. I think it's going to be great on spiritual growth and we'd love to meet you if, and when you come, please come up to me. And if you see Lori around, we'd love to meet new people. If you see us out in the neighborhood or in the community in Lawrenceburg or Indiana or wherever, uh, you might be, come up and say hi to us. We we love to do it. Unless you're there to yell at us or tell us how bad we are, then don't don't find us. But anyway, we'd love to hear from all of you. So thanks again for tuning in to another edition of Rev Radio with Lori and I on your hometown radio station, Eagle Country 99.3. Thank you so much for joining us tonight on Rev. David and I pray that this show has revved up your life, your faith, and your work week. Find out more about Sunday service times, youth programs, and how to plan your visit to Whitewater Crossing at whitewatercrossing.org and click on the New Here tab. Our show is blessed by Crimer's Beer House on State Route 128 in Cleves. I'm Lori Enright. Please join us next Sunday at 7 p.m. for Rev with Pastor David Vaughn, only on your hometown radio station, Eagle Country 99.3.